Welcome to another Quantum Conversation, brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and I invite you to sit back as we enter the Quantum Realm, that space of the greater part of you. It is your connection to infinite possibilities, infinite potential, and infinite mastery. Welcome to this quantum conversation and we're going quantum as we are here with two ET walk-ins sharing technology, teachings, information from illumined beings in the higher realms. We have Somra and Raika and we have Jaron Onai. Somra is a beautiful guide and uh, an assistant in helping people awaken joyously and Jaron is a channel of some beautiful beings. And today we're gonna to be hearing from an Atlantean being, Master Chan. Let's first welcome Somra and Jaron. Thank you for being here. Welcome back. I thank you for having us. Yeah, glad to be here. Thank you, Lorraine. Before we get into a lot of territory that we're gonna cover, let's go to Jaron. And I would like you to share how you came to channel Master Kodan Ba and Master Chan and these beings and others, what happened there? Oh, wow. You know, uh, the, the short version is uh, I had a spiritual awakening in 1988 and immediately began to try to absorb all the information I possibly could. And one thing led to another. Uh, I was talking with the one psychic friend I had at the time because I was feeling these strange energies in the room or in my, you know, in my vicinity. And I was like, what in the heck is that? And he goes, it's probably your guides. And another friend of ours said, and I think she was joking when she said, she said, you know, why don't you talk to him? And I'm going, hmm, that's not a bad idea. So I went to the local Walden Books New Age section, which was about six feet tall and three feet wide. And uh, I found the, my favorite book. And it's one I suggest to anybody who's interested in channeling. It was open to channeling. Uh, open the channeling by Sonia Roman and Dwayne Packer. It's an awesome book. And I swear to goodness, that book was written for me. And I basically just followed the directions and uh, opened right up. It was the most natural thing in the world. And, you know, with my background, it would seem like it would be the most alien, no pun intended thing in the world, but it was actually quite natural for me. And uh, so that was back in uh, the early nineties. And when I started, uh, you know, it was strictly just for my own benefit, you know, to get information I couldn't find anywhere else. And, you know, over time, uh, it just continued to open and different guides would introduce themselves. And, you know, I talked with them for a while and then I would totally forget about channeling for a while and then come back to it. And in 1993, I was reading a book out loud and my voice went through four distinct changes different from my own. And I went, OK, something's up. And the guys basically said, it's just about time to do what you came here to do. We'll be in touch. Uh, it was a gist of what they said. And I'm going, okay. And within a few months, I'd moved out of state, uh, had gone from channeling only for myself and unable to channel for anybody else to uh, channeling for other people individually and eventually uh, doing groups. And it just kind of went from there. And, uh, you know, over time, initially, the guys all introduced themselves as a specific group. 
And then after a few months, they broke into individuals and then added a few. And as the time went on, I specifically asked, like in Master John's case, uh, you know, so you would really like to be channeling a, a healing master, someone who understands that the energies and that kind of thing. And he's the one that showed up. And that was, I think, in like 96. And, uh, and we've been at it ever since. Wow. Remarkable. Really wonderful. And you two are an ET walk-in. Share a quick, uh, I know that's a big complicated story that we'll get to in a moment, but that's a fascinating one. And and Somra as well shares her story. It's in the archives here on Quantum Conversations. You can just in the search bar, search for her shows. But you too, can you sh share a short version of your walk-in experience? Um, oh, sure. <laughs> um, gosh. Well, technically what I called that spiritual awakening back in 88 was a walk-in experience. I was um, really having a hard time and actually was on the verge of suicide. And standing in the middle of the living room floor one day, I just, everything inside of me screamed, you know, I can't do this anymore. And it was instantly a switch. And I went from uh, just this deep, hopeless uh, despair to a joy beyond imagining. And I stayed in that space for, I don't know, several months. And it's like everything in my life uh, started changing. And I went from being very pessimistic to very enthusiastic in making these changes, and especially in attitude and approach to things. Uh, I did not know at the time, and even after I was channeling uh, in a group one time, the guy said, uh, made a joke about it. And it was like, I, did, I didn't actually realize that I was a walk-in at the time. And, uh, and they joked about it. And that made me wonder about it even more. And um, yeah, and that was, that was probably the most dramatic. The most recent one was, I think, around 1998, 99, something like that, where I just specifically asked. And in a meditation, uh, the soul that I am now came and said, okay, I'll be the one to finish out this lifetime uh, with you. And, and that's where that started. And of course, lots of adjustments, their energies are similar, but different and learning how to interact. You know, it's like the, there's that soul level presence and intelligence is one aspect of my consciousness. And then there's all the ego aspects. And so the, the challenge has been learning how to, cooperate and integrate uh, which is definitely not always easy but uh, you know the, the effort's definitely worth it so I mean that's the very short version I could go into a lot more detail but yeah, yeah. fascinating really fascinating um, that you consciously asked for the exchange in meditation all right that is a whole other topic a whole other quantum conversation because we have a lot of territory to cover today. So thank you for sharing that. It's intriguing and more people are opening to this concept and this idea. So, all right, wonderful. Thank you. Sure. Yeah, happy to share. Yeah. And so Mara, your story is fascinating as well, just the awareness of it. And it really is helping other people become aware of uh, things in their life 
uh, experiences where things did change and maybe they left their spouse because their life changed so dramatically. I've actually talked to a couple of people since we've talked and it really is intriguing and fascinating, but that's a different topic because here we are, the, the grander scale is to bring in better information or there's work to be done here on the planet. Is that what you're finding and discovering is um, there's new teachings to bring forward. Absolutely. And that's part of why we're feeling moved to, to come out again, so to speak. We've been sort of uh, in a more internal space the last 10 years or so. We did lots of groups prior to that, and it was time to do some in internal work on a new level. And um, we were told at the time, you know, it was around 2011, 2011, that, that humanity just wasn't ready, really on a bigger scale for what, what the ET ascended masters that come through us have to offer. And it's important to mention, you know, Jaron says the word guides and it's, it's kind of general, but they're all ascended masters. And one of the things he aspired to at the beginning when he started channeling, which is recommended in the book, uh, opening, for opening to Channel, is... Uh, 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 you know, to reach for, so to speak, or welcome connection with the highest guide. And so he started on that foundation and ever since has got the highest, purest information coming through. As we've mentioned before, the ET Ascended Masters are much older than the Earth Ascended Masters. And a lot of them have ascended, you know, ascended, you know hundreds of thousands of years ago and, uh, you know, in more advanced worlds. So we're bringing in perspectives that have never been influenced by Earth's religions or, or philosophies or social structures or any of that. And, um, and I love the Earth Ascended Masters, so, you know, no issue about that. They bring in wonderful information, too, but they also came through the Earth grid system in their ascension. And so in some ways, they're, they're still bonded with a lot of those perspectives and a lot of it's more mental and third eye oriented and there's definitely the heart but the et ascendant masters were all about the heart and the heart is the gateway to the soul and it's a much vaster from our perspective approach than focusing on the pineal gland and things like that which are all valid but there's way more there's way more and there are more expansive and and even faster ways to awaken, evolve, awaken, and ascend, that we're now being called to, to, you know, help light up in people because most of the people on the planet now are extraterrestrials incarnate and just don't know it. Wow. Okay. Take that in. I think um, we're, we're starting to hear that from actually um, insiders from the government who Richard Doty uh, basically knows that the government says that there's DNA, alien, D not even alien, but extraterrestrial DNA within us. And that really is fascinating. So that is becoming mainstream. That really is exciting. So yeah. we're awakening. And so today's show is Align, Arise, and Awaken. Share with us what we're supposed to do with this then, this information. How, how do we move forward? How do we align, arise, and awaken? Well, we'll bring forth Master Chan in just a moment. And I want to just kind of lay a little foundation. When Jaron and I met in the mid-90s, um, he, uh, Master Chan came through fairly early in our interaction and was, was very predominant. And 
I was a uh, very much into energy work and healing and that sort of thing at the time. And, um, he, you know, he informed me that we knew each other in Atlantis. And I always knew that I had been in Atlantis during the golden age is, is what he talked about, which most people don't know about. Most people only know about the last 15,000 years, but actually Atlantis existed from our perspective over 52,000 years was a society from start to sinking. <laughs> and so uh, during the golden age was around, you know, 35,000 to 26,000 years ago. And then things started to decline after that. So he was actually my spiritual mentor during that time period and healing mentor, although I was actually a, a wood sculptor during that lifetime. And we met when I was seven years old uh, on the beach. I was a cute little boy and he was swimming with the dolphins. And that's his thing he loves to do, which I know you love that stuff, Loren. So you can ask him more about that. But he said an amazing thing to me at that time because Atlantis, we were very work oriented and not so much work like people work today, but crafters and very focused on perfecting whatever it is we did, whether it was farming, whatever. And I said, you know, we, we met and I said, why are you not working? You know, he's also in the dolphins and he said, I am. And that planted the seed and that grew. And it still it continues to expand into this lifetime now. So he was swimming in with the dolphins and having a beautiful experience, but he was still working, so to speak. And that's actually going to integrate into what he's going to share today about how we can integrate our spirituality in everything we do. And we are evolving ourselves no matter what the action is. It's about the attitude. It's about the state of consciousness you're expressing from as you do what you do. So that leads us right into Align, Arise, and Awaken. So I'll, I'll hand it over to you, Jaron. Yeah, okay. So um, as far as bringing in Master John now? Yeah, or? yeah. Okay. Uh, well, it's kind of funny because I know he's like been very present and... Um, I actually felt a tear come to mind when you were talking about that uh, beach scene. That was really beautiful. So, and Lorraine, did, were you going to share something before I dive in? Uh, his full name. Say his full name, and and maybe when you first began to channel him, then what was that like? Oh. Well, for him, like uh, Tobayachi Chansidi is his Atlantean name. Uh, and he, he, for us, he shortens it to Master Chan. Uh, although over the years in groups, people have affectionately called him Chansidi uh, uh, many times. Uh, for me, it's like, well, with, with all the masters, their frequency is all a little different, although it's always very high and pleasant. And so um, I feel kind of plumped up, but... You know, it's like my energy is like fills up like a beach ball or something's how my body energy feels. And but there's a, you know, a sense of peace. And um, I don't know, I've just described it as a radiance that I generally feel uh, when they're in. Of course, you know, being a conscious channel, I'm aware of what's being communicated at the time. But it's more like I'm standing back just as an observer. Um, and it's also a lot like being in a dream. 
And so it's like after the master leave, whichever one it is, uh, it's like the dream. It's like waking up from a dream. And so the memory of that fades uh, pretty quickly, um, except for, you know, if they share things that I know are particularly relevant to my uh, personal growth and awakening, then I'll retain that information, but the rest of it just kind of fades away. Um, but the, the sensation is, yeah, it's beautiful. And a lot of times I can feel their emotions and, you know, this body will cry and laugh and, you know, it's, it feels good to be them. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. There's one thing I can can add there, and that is um, that I forgot to mention is when we reconnected again in this lifetime, um, Master Chan would channel through Jaron and we would do healing work on people together. We did a lot of sessions together on people as well as facilitated groups because I'm a conscious, uh, you know, uh, walk in. So I am aware of who I am in the higher dimensions simultaneously as I'm right right here and integrating the human self and the soul self fairly seamlessly. And um, the Jaron, one of the amazing things to me about Jaron and his channeling is that he, he can totally surrender his body over. So as we were doing facilitation healing work on people around the, the uh, healing table and that sort of thing on the individual, he very easily, you know, he's working the light, uh, you know, the light pathways in the body and we're, we're opening up pathways. And I knew about all that we work together very well. And um, it's really amazing how, how Duran is able to do that and really let the ascended master totally express through him and his body. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, if I may just add real quick, that reminds me, it's like, because when I first started channeling, I channeled with my eyes closed and that was very helpful to do it that way. Cause I could focus easier on just being present with the master as they were, were channeling. And one day I had the good fortune to, uh, meet, uh, the uh, channel, Janie King, who channels Pata and some people may be familiar with their work. And of course, uh, Janie is a full body channel. And so she leaves and Pata comes in. And when he came in, you know, his, his presence was just so profound and his, and his eyes were so bright. And, and I remember saying to him, it's like, man, you've got good energy. And of course he just reflected it back. He said, that's just a beautiful reflection of you, my good man. And, and I thought, well, it's like that eye contact is like a really powerful part of the whole experience. And so I asked the guys about it and they said, well, you can do that if you want to. <laughs> He's just like, stay focused. And so after that, I uh, began to channel open eyed and, and it really is eye contact is really, and I get like this empathic or how do you I forget what the word is? Uh, uh, maybe a sympathetic thing going on, just witnessing, people experiencing that eye contact because it's it can be really powerful yes yes it makes it really real because we can see the shift so wonderful well let's experience it then i know that you are going to do a little meditation to get us all aligned so we'll give you a moment for that now thank you okay awesome thank you yeah just about a minute and anybody who's Willing, you're welcome to join with me. 
<clears throat> I just welcome you to bring your attention to your heart chakra. And to breathe into that space. And invite your body to relax as you breathe. And as you continue to breathe and relax, envision a radiant golden light within the heart chakra, representing the purest essence of divine love, your own soul's presence. See and feel that light expand with every inhale. completely filling and surrounding your body in its radiance. And just breathe in that space a few moments. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, dear ones. It is Master John. Delighted to share with you all today. Hello. We're loving this. This uh, it's multi-dimensional and it's multi-continental, apparently, this interaction. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. So where would you like to start today? Loretta stunned. I'll go ahead and dive in. <laughs> a, a, a line, arise, awaken. And one of the greatest <laughs> teachings that, uh, you know, we in the ET Ascended Masters bring forward is that's often not taught in this world is how to use your day to day experiences as a facilitation, integrate that with your spiritual awakening processes. Many people think they have to sit in meditation for hours and cultivate that, which is important, but it's about living it in your day-to-day -day life. And you can start right now in very simple ways. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, every, every tool has its purpose, right? And every being resonates to different tools or different approaches. And what we represent is just another set of approaches that are particularly reson resonant with a certain set of beings. Okay? And we absolutely uh, emphasize attitude over action. Okay? Because, you know, whenever your attitude is tapped in, when you're really tapped into that conscious attitude, you know, that's, uh, as you say here, that 5D approach attitude, then really it may not matter what you do, you're likely to achieve results. 
And without the attitude, it also doesn't matter what you do, you may not achieve results. So attitude is very important. And, you know, I've meditated for hours and hours at a time. And that is very, very valuable. And, you know, in uh, your biblical scripture, it says pray without ceasing. Well, how do you do that? You certainly can't do it on your hands and knees with you. Uh, on your knees with your hands folded. That's not going to work. But what you can do is dedicate each moment to some particular intention that you aspire to experience, even if it's something as general as just your spiritual awakening or connecting with your guides and angels or being more conscious of your soul presence, you know, and it doesn't really matter what you dedicate it what action you're dedicating. Eh? You can wash the dishes, sweep the floor, tend the garden, drive the car, whatever it is, these normal everyday activities that you're going to do anyway, dedicate them to a particular spiritually evolutionary intention. You know, further awakening, further awareness, improving your intuition, whatever it happens to be. I'm going to dedicate this sweeping of the floor to greater intuition. Okay? I'm going to dedicate this hour in the garden to connecting with nature, but also to connecting to higher consciousness from whence that nature arises in the first place. Okay, I'm going to dedicate this commute to work, however you get there, to opening my heart. Okay? And so whenever you consciously intend a specific purpose, and if you want to practice this in a very general way, you don't have to believe me. Check it out for yourself. Do something very simple and something that your mind would say there's no connection whatsoever, like tapping a tabletop or tapping your knee, okay? Spend 30 seconds tapping your knee and dedicating that to a specific intention, whatever is meaningful to you at the time, okay? And it doesn't matter what the intention is, and it really doesn't matter about tapping your knee. It's not about tapping your knee. It's about you are putting energy into a behavior to achieve a specific result. And it can be amazing how effective something like that can be, even though your mind is going to say there's no connection, there's no way this works, but check it out for yourself. Because it really is about how you put the energy out. And I mean that in terms of the attitude, the internal how, not the external how. You know, they say here you're supposed to work and work and work to generate your income or whatever. Well, yes and no to that, because not everybody does that, and they generate an income just fine, okay? So it must not be about the behavior. It must be about something else, and that something else is consciousness. And the more you cultivate your consciousness, the more empowered you naturally become. And the more you cultivate your consciousness, the less effort it takes to achieve whatever the intention happens to be. And that's what's important because, you know, your conditioning in the human version of reality is all about do, 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 do. And honestly, we think that's a lot of do, do. <laughs> it would be much better, <laughs> much better and much more effective to align with that flow of the divine that exists within you, through you, and all around you, and just ride that current, okay? And so what we love to teach is how to ride, tap into and ride that current. It's going there anyway, okay? Just like if you were to get into a raft in the river, 
you don't have to paddle down river. The river's going down river anyway. So you just hang on for the ride. And that's that's kind of what it's at from our perspective. I can see a world where when we do that, uh, it will change and it will shift. And so cultivating consciousness, I love that. It's being aware in every moment. It's not checking out, getting frustrated with things out in the environment or around us. It's being, it's really taking power and using it in an appropriate way. Indeed. Indeed, because you know, beloved, everything in your circumstantial reality, everything in your environment, you know, <laughs> conditions you encounter, whether you're at work at the grocery store or just sitting in your dwelling, it's like all of that is an opportunity to tune in if you choose to use it as an opportunity to tune in. And, you know, yes, that's a conscious choice many times because it's easy to react to external circumstances and there's a lot of external circumstances that people can react to these days, eh? And those things can provoke various, you know, not so fun emotions sometimes. And, you know, it's not a good or a bad thing. It's just a condition in consciousness. It's just cause and effect, but it's also an awareness tool, eh? And if you think about it, you know, life, this world, this lifetime, this is your school. Back in my day, we had formal trainings. We had initiations. You know, we had very specific things that our teachers would lead us through or put us into the middle of and say, let's see how you do. And, you know, we had to walk through it. Well, these days, <laughs> that, that form of teaching is not so prevalent. And yet life is your teacher. Life is your teacher, and your soul is really your guide as you go through this life and encounter these various initiations or these various, um, we'll call them learning contexts, you know, and it could be, you know, the the irritation of some something construction next door, it could be heavy traffic, it could be whatever it is. But you, as a sovereign entity, get to choose how you're going to experience that. You're really not at the mercy of those triggers as much as your ego mind might say. You know, that may be where it starts, but then you get to say, aha, I choose how I'm going to respond to this. I choose how I'm going to benefit from this. And if you make the choice, because it is your right, your free will choice to approach things as that opportunity to become more in tune, then that's what it will be for you. If you call it an irritation, then it must become an irritation. If you call it an impediment, it must become an impediment. If you call it an opportunity to gain mastery, it must become an opportunity to gain mastery. Okay, No matter what, because you are the commander of your experience, not the external world. Make sense? Yes, it makes sense. You are working on us um, even as you speak, and we thank you for that. Life Absolutely. Is, life is our teacher and our soul is our guide. This brings up a question how we can tune in. Do you have a protocol for us to become so connected to our soul 
uh, aware of what our soul is beckoning for us to do on this journey. I'm going back and I'm seeing your um, dedicating each moment to an intention. That actually is a good practice for being soul connected, but is there more? Is there um, another way that we can know when our soul is speaking to us? Is it feeling in the heart or what? What what is it? Well, it's a good question. And and yes, it is a feeling in the heart. And it's what a lot of people here would call mindfulness, which is, uh, from our perspective, is not quite the most accurate word. It's really about being present. Okay? And being present with yourself, being present with your body, being present with your emotions, but especially being present with your heart. You know, uh, uh, back when we first started communicating through this body, we would tell people, don't listen to us, listen to your heart listening to us, okay? And that's a very important uh, approach to things, and not just us, with anything, okay? Because your ego is going to hear one thing, and it's got many potential interpretations of everything you experience, many of which may not be accurate, okay? Or it's based on a very specific condition in your history that may not even be relevant to who you are today. But if you're listening to your heart, if you're really paying attention, being present with your heart consciousness, as you experience whatever you're experiencing, then you're not looking out there. You're not allowing the external world to define your experience of reality. You're inviting your soul to give you its perception of your reality, which in many cases is a very, very different thing and a far more empowering thing. So, you know, taking that time, just like uh, the way Jerron started this uh, interaction with that, just breathe into your heart, breathe that golden light, envision it surrounding it, filling your body, okay? Just start with that and then listen. Egos love to talk. Egos would be better served to listen. You know, <laughs> that's why you have one mouth and two ears, so you can listen twice as much as you talk. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, it's really about listening and just being present with yourself because your body is designed to be an information exchange uh, mechanism, okay? You know, it's what your emotions are for. It's what your brain does. Your brain is just this giant radio receiver and transmitter. Okay. And so that listening and just being present and asking the right question. And I'm even using the word right incorrectly here because it's asking the most appropriate question. Like, instead of what's wrong with this situation, how can I benefit? Okay. Because consciousness is all about the yes. Consciousness is all about flow. Divine consciousness does not see problems. It only sees opportunities. You know, like you say here, it's not a stumbling block. It's a stepping stone, right? So it's like, how do I benefit? You know, if you run into a challenge, like I'm struggling with this, you know, I don't know what's going on. It's been going on for ages and ages may be hours or it might be months or years. But it's like, wait a minute, how do I benefit from this? Okay. 
because that's proactivity. That's proactive consciousness. And that's exactly how divine consciousness, your soul consciousness works. So when you begin to, begin to train your brain to think like your soul does, then you naturally align with your soul. And it doesn't have to be a lot of work. It's just a slight shift in perspective that entrains you to your soul presence, your soul consciousness, and its way of doing things. You'll find that things smooth out quite a bit. And even though your external reality might have its hiccups, its up and downs and its bumps in the road, you can remain at peace even in the midst of that because of how you approach it aligned with your soul. Your soul is your ally. 100% across the board, okay? And so think of it as having, you know, some people might want to imagine like a big brother, a big sister, or some other or gigantic angel uh, that is your advocate and supporter as you walk through this journey. And you know, there's not a thing wrong with that. And because it's like you're aligning with the infinite, the universe, that's usually a little big for most people to imagine, but you really are aligning with source consciousness, the universe, to flow with it in this version of reality. And that not only enlightens you, but offers the opportunity for everyone else to become more enlightened as well. That is a very adult way to be, a mastery way to be actually and it's flipping it really is flipping our humanness into responsibility of being present and not blaming other people other things and so it's interesting to see how things will evolve so for those who might be facing challenges and they're doing this they're asking that question how do i benefit from this how do i benefit from this the answers will then just be revealed and i can hear some questions from our audience going well i don't get it but the listening part will it be revealed by the soul then it will provide answers maybe outside of our thinking mind yeah absolutely sometimes those answers will arise intuitively Sometimes maybe you hear a song on the radio that gives you the answer. Maybe you see a billboard as you're driving down the road and you get the answer. Maybe you're talking to a friend and it just spontaneously arises. You know, the thing is where egos get hung up, and this is not the only place, but it's a big one. It's when you think you already know the answer to the question. Okay. And once you know, you don't keep looking, right? You know, it's like, oh, got it. And then you're off. Well, the problem with that is that the once, once you, quote, quote, know something, your mind is closed. So it's really better to practice ignorance. We would say humility, but it is ignorance. It's like, I, I have no idea what's going on here, but I want to know. And what I want to know is not really what caused the problem because that doesn't necessarily provide a solution. It may provide a sense of intellectual understanding, but not really a solution. What you want to know is how to benefit from whatever's happening. That's empowerment, okay? Because another aspect of that is 
because you really do command your reality, all right? And because it really is true that, you know, you will find what you're seeking. It's that, you know, they say, seeking you shall find. Well, then it pays to look for the things you actually want to find. And what you want to find is not how a problem got started, but what the solution is to that problem. And whatever the solution is, it is a benefit. And a benefit is benevolence, is benevolence, is love, and that is source, which then aligns you more consciously with source. I'd brilliant, like to huh? add, what's that? <laughs> it's brilliant, huh? <laughs> we still didn't hear it. It got blipped oh, out. Brilliant, huh? Oh, brilliant, right? <laughs> And I just want to add something here because a lot of our work in the last few years has been, uh, particularly Maya and Jaron's work with ourselves and others is about helping people process trauma and, you know, really understanding the mechanisms of the survival brain and the nervous system. And so this is one thing that confuses people. It's like, I want to let go. I want to surrender and, you know, all of these wonderful spiritual things, but but I can't, I'm too agitated inside. And, you know, and, and understanding where that comes from, because then a lot of times people are judging themselves, particularly spiritual people, because they think they should be there already. They should be able to let go and they compare themselves to others who appear to be letting go, which a lot of times they're not, they're just faking it, or they're just, you know, they're trying to present a positive picture, what they think is a positive picture of themselves spiritually, when in fact they're 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 just suppressing. So we've seen a lot of this over the last three decades in our uh, spiritual work and spiritual teaching work, and personally. So so I always add kind of that piece. You know, there are techniques to help you move those through those emotions, and sometimes that's kind of like the bridge before getting to what Master Chan is talking about. But that can happen fairly quickly. So I already was embodying these spiritual principles and practices when I began to discover and uncover, um, uh, uh, you know, I've talked about my past interviews, you know, a vast uh, set of abuse uh, history experiences that were blocked in my unconscious. And that's one of the things I do is help people, you know, realize that, that that's in there. And so many light workers have these hidden pockets of trauma and that's what's holding them back. So, I'll, you know, it's it's this bridge between therapy, you know, or, or psychology and spirituality and understanding how to do this. So I was already embodying my soul self, like already conscious walk in. And I don't mean embodying my soul self fully. That's an evolutionary, continually expanding process, but aware enough that I'm a grand soul interfacing through a human body. And right now, emotional, I'm emotionally triggered. My human self is emotionally triggered. And uh, I don't may not know where it's coming from. So a lot of people are reacting to world events and things like that. So this is very relevant, but also personal upheaval. Mm-hmm. And just recognizing your body and your nervous system is reacting because of something from the past that you have forgotten. You're not consciously aware of, but if you're reacting, there's something there. If you can't, calm down or if your heart is racing you're feeling anxiety whatever and so 
you don't lose touch with the fact that you are a grand soul having a human journey. You hold that simultaneously. And this is, this is a level of mastery. It takes time to really cultivate that. But I'm just trying to bridge those two understandings right there for our listeners who may be confused. So when I would process my emotions, I'm a grand soul. That's still my true identity. In this moment, there's something in me that's very identified with my emotional pain that I'm feeling and may or may not know where it's coming from. But using tools and techniques like deep breathing, just being present and be with it and let the emotions come up and out. No judgment. There's no right or wrong. It's there. Own it. Let it flow out. Or using things like EFT, uh, you know, emotional freedom techniques, tapping on points while you talk about what you're feeling. And there are many others, EMDR, um, just great tools available now that weren't available just even 20 years ago. And then move those energies out while still maintaining a, a level of awareness that I am a grand soul. My human self is reacting. I'm holding my human self in this process. I'm feeling it, whoa, letting it out. And then insight and awareness comes. I don't lose connection with my heart and my soul. And the soul level awareness then can come forward. Now there's more space to in my being and my consciousness to embody soul. And, and, so, and that's the process, folks, of awakening, embodying more and more of your soul. But you got to get the ego-held patterns out of the way. And that's not a forcing. That's not through judging. It's through love. It's through loving all parts of you. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. Can you tell I'm passionate about this subject? Asleep. You know, come on, light workers. Come on, star seeds. You can do this. You can do this. Stop suppressing your emotions and pretending they're not there. <laughs> yeah. Be with them. And, and own them, own them, you got them, and you're not, they don't mean anything negative about you. It's a part of being on earth right now. You were birthed into or walked into, if you're a walk-in, a consciousness that's been conditioned in these layers and layers and layers of dysfunction and distortion for centuries, for millennia. We're here to transmute that through our own personal experience. Yes, and that is the initiation as yes. John was talking about, you know, in Atlantis, they were given initiations and had to walk through it. Well, we're given the trauma and this is what we're doing is walking through it, right? That's the difference here that this life is the opportunity to clear that out. A lot of clearing, a lot of clearing and, and realizing who you really are because those parts of self were very identified with those events of the time which has happened before eight years old as well as your inner child events from past lives you know everything that happened in your past life there was an inner there was a child that experienced trauma that then manifested those experiences as an adult it's not just about what happened as an adult in the past life so they then get the opportunity to realize oh we're part of this much grander system rather than being this isolated, wounded part of self aspect of consciousness. And so you just, you expand and you accelerate your spiritual evolution, you know, exponentially, and it becomes more enjoyable. So you don't have to feel ashamed of having this stuff. That's a part of the whole deal of being here. It's meant to be that way. And Indeed. we transmute it. Yeah. And instead of shame, actually, uh, I dare say a sense of pride because 
no matter how great the challenge, you must be more powerful than whatever challenge you face. You simply must be because the universe would not set it up or allow you to set it up for something to be more powerful. You know, the created thing cannot be more powerful than the creator of the thing. Okay? That's just not how it works. And so, you know, what a lot of people don't understand or don't remember yet, technically, is that, you know, when people set up lifetimes, they may not set up the specific events, but they definitely set up the emotional impact or the emotional circumstances of those events as a challenge, as an opportunity to overcome. And as a matter of fact, a lot of the more advanced souls choose the more challenging paths because, you know, to keep it interesting, and I'm not exaggerating, to literally keep it interesting. And it is hard, but it's not harder than you are. Eh? It's not bigger, badder, meaner, uglier than you. It just looks that way. But see, it only looks that way from the ego's perspective. It does not look that way from the soul's perspective. And that's why it's so important to get in tune with your soul's perspective of your experience, because that changes everything. And, you know, you have a saying here, um, uh, making mountains out of molehills. Well, when you tap into your soul level presence, you're actually making molehills out of mountains. And that's how it's supposed to be. Okay. You know, I feel um, that you speak right to me. I was in a regression one time where my higher self came in, my soul came in and said exactly that, that she makes <laughs> out of molehills, mountains out of molehills. And then I did actually experience some emotional situation in my life, betrayal. And I heard that as well. I heard mountains out of molehills. <laughs> On an, on, a, uh, on an emotional feeling of betrayal that I was walking through, I heard that loud and clear. So this is what we're talking about. This is um, being able to listen so deeply that we understand those key moments. So really, I mean, I feel like crying right now. There's no, there's no problems, right? Yeah. Just very convincing illusions. Okay. <laughs> very convincing illusions. But that's and, you know that's that too is part of the game, beloved. You know, um, my teacher and one of yours sometimes, perhaps maybe, uh, if you so choose Chokai, who is the oldest of us who comes through this body. You know, he's constantly saying life is a game of perspectives, and. He was saying that to me, you know, 34,000 years ago. And I'm like, grumble, grumble, grumble. Okay, you're probably right. And, <laughs> and the thing is, it is a game of perspectives. And that statement is very deep. It's actually very profound if you think about it and really concentrate on the words, you know, life, game, perspectives. Well, games are supposed to be fun, but... A lot of times they can be very intellectually challenging as well. So it may not seem like fun. You know, certain puzzles, you have puzzles here, right? And some of those puzzles can be quite complex and challenging. But it doesn't mean it's, you know, dangerous or a threat or bigger than you, certainly not bigger than you. And so it's like there must be a way for this to work. There must be. Okay. 
And so what is that? Well, I don't know. Well, no, the I that's talking there is the ego I, not the soul I. And that's the whole point. You confront situations that you egoically don't know how to handle so that you can tap into that infinite resource of your soul's source, higher self, however you call it, because it does know. Okay? The very reason you encounter uh, shortcomings or deficits is not so that you struggle, but so that you access the power or the resources or whatever is necessary to overcome those deficits. Because there is nothing beyond you ever, ever. You know, it's like, uh, you know, example, we might uh, uh, you literally to draw a picture of it, you know, take a circle, put a circle on a piece of paper and then put a dot in the middle of it. Most people think they're the dot when in fact they're the circle. Okay. But if you continue to identify yourself as the dot, the circle can look rather imposing. But once you identify yourself as the circle, the dot is negligible. Okay. And so every problem you encounter is really the circle encountering the dot not the dog encountering the circle. Does that make sense? Yep, exactly. And that that's how I experience and handle every single trauma I'm processing from my history, every single emotion, every single limiting belief. And and Master Chan still continues to help me today, of course. <laughs> but it's a uh, yeah, it you know, because because we have these layers, right? And so it's just it's a process. It's a process, but we can do it. And from that vantage point of the bigger circle, again, I'm I'm a grand soul having this human experience, then it is much easier to move through. You look at world events, you are bigger than the world. The really is bigger than the earth. Okay. So just like physically speaking. All right. But shifting that reference point changes everything. And in fact, in uh, when I would used to do one on one sessions a lot, helping people with the, you know, they're feeling so, you know, they have these reference points of, of, you know, negative, scary authority figures or whatever. I would take them through a process of shifting that perspective and seeing them the size of a mouse, <laughs> that authority figure in themselves really tall looking down at the mouse. And the mouse is just squeaking while it's talking and criticizing them and yelling at them and all of that stuff. And But from the vantage point of you're bigger than all of that, it's very not intimidating anymore. And it totally shifts the pattern and consciousness and healing can then begin to take place. But as long as you're continuing to reference yourself from that, that, that you know, little child point of view, everything's bigger than you, then it's very hard to overcome. It's very hard to transition through that and transform it. You are unraveling and assisting us right now. And it's, um, there's no words really to explain it. We have to go through it and, and walk through it. Yeah, powerful. And we're masters. We're masters. That's why we're here. We're so, we've all developed some level of mastery if we are making this transformation. Not everybody is here to make that transformation, but anybody listening on this call, they're drawn to that. You know, by the millions, we're here to make that transition. We're capable, or we wouldn't be here. Yeah. 
Indeed, your, your master's practicing mastery. Okay, that's it. On your a very complex planet. Mastery. Yes, yes. Well, you know, <laughs> something for everyone, right? Right. <laughs> Many of us have done it on other worlds where it wasn't as crazy or as complicated and chaotic. We're here on Earth. It's one of the most complex I, that I'm aware of in, in this galaxy. Right, Master John? <laughs> Hmm. Yeah. And, and it's, uh, I think it's hilarious, but you know, it's like, uh, many people who have incarnated here because, oh, this will be a piece of cake. And we're like smiling and going, yeah, well, you know, talk to us in a little while. Exactly. Because you're in a different context, but you know, that is part of the challenge. It's not folly. It's part of the challenge. Okay. Because you know, where do you go when you feel beyond hope, right? Because it's only the ego that can experience that. The soul cannot experience beyond hope. There's no such concept in, you know, 5D consciousness or beyond, you know? So it's like, if I'm experiencing this seemingly insurmountable challenge, then I need to first remind myself that it is seemingly insurmountable, not that it's insurmountable, okay? And that's another thing where these, you know, attitudes uh, to your approaches matter very greatly, okay? Because if it only seems insurmountable, it can seem another way too. And there are multiple perspectives. I'm not, I don't have to be attached to or committed to any particular one, especially one that makes me smaller than my foe, okay? It's kind of like, was there not a scene in the, uh, uh, what is this movie? Uh, if we can talk about this in this movie, The Lion King, where the little, the little cub lion is roaring at the hyenas and the hyenas are running off, but it wasn't the cub they were running from. It was the big bad uh, parent lion, eh, that they were running from. And it's like, well, you have that powerful parent in your soul or in your source presence that is capable of facing all the hyenas that you may ever encounter. And it is certainly greater than any of them. And so the more consciously attuned you become to that, the more you are allowing that infinite power to flow through you, your human personality into your human experience. And there is literally nothing beyond you, literally nothing. Powerful, powerful, powerful. Thank you. Very inspiring as well. And we can all feel the shift with those perspectives and the attitude. So if we're ever in a place where we're starting to feel overwhelmed, it's consciousness. It's this consciousness, consciously shift your perspective. And then holding the frequency, holding the frequency. This sounds so simple and so easy, um, but it really is. Mm the rules of the game. This game, life is a game of perspectives. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, there's the thing is, it's like uh, what we notice is a lot of times is that people, it's like, you know, if I'm a master becoming masterful, why are things so hard for me, right? But there are multiple levels of things that anyone consciousness is dealing with. It's not, it's simple, but it's also extremely involved, okay? Because you're not dealing with one thing, you're dealing with dozens, hundreds, thousands. Of different facets um, of the illusion, okay, that you call human life and 3D planet Earth or 4D planet Earth. And so it's not, not to get uh, distressed or despairing if you can't just snap your fingers and make it go away, because a lot of times it's not just about, quote, quote, fixing the problem. It's about attaining a level of understanding, a level of greater consciousness that, you know, that solution to the problem represents. So, you know, a lot of people will struggle with something for sometimes a very long time. It's like, you know, why haven't I resolved this yet? Or here it comes again. And really it's not that here it comes again. It's like, okay, it's coming in a little different way. Or, Here's another facet to learn, okay? Here's another facet of your diamond to be revealed. And, you know, it's always, you know, ultimately it's always meant to be a benefit, but it's meant to be approached that I have something to gain from this, okay? And that's another attitude that we would leave you with today as well. It's like, I do have something to gain from this, whatever it is that you're calling a challenge. And if you'll own that, it's like, I, I don't know what it is. And right now, my mind can't even comprehend the possibility that I can gain something from this. But see, as a creative consciousness, the moment you declare something like that, like I have something to gain from this, well, then you reorchestrate circumstances in order to gain from this. And if you've got to go through it anyway, why not get a payday? No, no, just makes sense. You know, and that, that payday could be something in material form, but more importantly, it could also be greater level of peace, greater uh, intuitive ability, greater level of joy, greater level of enthusiasm, greater level of uh, creative capacity and inspiration, you know, all of that and, and much more. It's like, yeah, I have something to gain from this, whatever it is. And yeah, and then allow that to be, because, you know, mostly, well, a big facet of creating your reality is not really about creating your reality at all, because reality already exists. It's just which level of it you choose to tap into, okay? And so tap into those higher levels, and benefit is love. You're worthy of love. You are love. How can you not be worthy of yourself? Okay. Anyway, I could go on and on for hours and hours and hours. And I want to add something here too, is that a lot of the spiritual teachings out there and a lot of people's attentions focused on changing their outer world. And what we bring forth the ETS and Masters a lot about transforming your internal world. That's really where it's at. As as 
And the masters often say there is no out there, out there. And that's something to really contemplate. There really is no out there. There's no the world. It just appears that way. We're all playing this game as if it's real in order to go through these transformations, these experiences, these expansions as soul beings, as grand soul beings, expanding more into our grandeur, the grandeur of source. It's not, again, not a problem. And so it, when you begin to relax more and tap into that self through the heart, the grander self, you can begin to perceive the world as it is, which is the illusion it is. Not just think it, not think you know it, but literally experience it that way. And I know some people are having more and more like inklings of that as the matrix, so to speak, is, is starting to dismantle. You know, and, and like sometimes you people have reported to me like they walked around the grocery store or whatever. It's like, it just seems like nothing's real all of a sudden. You know, like for 10 minutes, they're in this altered state and everything was surreal. And like, yeah, you're, you're tapping into the greater reality. And just understanding it's not about manipulating the outer reality. That's just more illusion. You're just messing with more illusion. That's a, that's a tail spinning game. It's about transforming you, you become, you know, they say, be the change you want to see or whatever you be it. And then the illusion transforms around you. If your attention's constantly on trying to change the illusion, you're spin you know, you're just spinning your heels. And you may get a little bit of progress. You get in a manifestation and all that really manifestation is about transforming you and the manifestations naturally happen as a result, but not because that's what you're striving for. That's the lead. That's the carrot on the stick for the, for the ego. The, the ego needs a motivation, but, but folks, when you really make that shift to making the priority being your own transformation, your own awakening, your own embodying of your true soul self and soul presence, everything changes without a whole lot of doing and effort. And it's a big part of that attitude shift within and shifting the priorities. And that's one of the challenges we've had in trying to communicate what we offer over the past you know, 25 years is that ego minds are still very much caught up in trying to manipulate and change the outer without changing themselves. You have to change yourself. You have to be different to experience different, both inside and out. Does that make sense? Indeed. Well, and not only that, it's like once you change your internal state of consciousness, the external changes by itself and reality requires no maintenance. Okay. So. Yeah. Be real. That bears repeating. Once you change your internal self, what did you say? Yeah, the external changes without effort. The external changes without effort. I can see everyone writing that down. Um, yeah. Because your experience, your version of reality arises from within you. Not the other way around. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's like mind-boggling in its own sense. Again, this is where there's no blame. There's no out, outside. So in the face of everything, this is the crucial work to be done. 
the perspective, the attitude, changing, clearing out that trauma, going deep, figuring it out. And then the external will figure itself out. Wow. And feel, feel, be with feelings. So many people see that the ego is invested in avoiding pain. Um, so you're so you you've got these automatic distractors they'll distract you as you're getting close to emotional pain well what's happening now is you know with the world events one right after the other and your own personal events things out of your control that your your ego doesn't like folks you're being hit up one after the other because it's time to stop suppressing and, and avoid you're getting to the point where you can't distract yourself anymore it's everywhere it's all around you the discomfort uh, the the out of syncness, the you know whatever the unpleasantness, people dying, people you know you know things that you're attached to, you know you can't avoid it anymore. Now's the time. Now's the time. And again, making that shift in priority to feeling your true soul self states, which are already there. They're already who you are: peace, joy, love, freedom, beauty, creative expression. Those are what you are but you've been conditioned to believe you have to do something to get that. That's part of the game. You were fooled to thinking you have to work to get those things and to come to realize you already are, not just have them, you already are those, but you must go within to find them and not all that out there. That doesn't mean you don't do activities, but you do it from that place of within. And this takes practice. But this is that shift, and this is the way advanced civilizations are. They came to be advanced through these processes in other worlds. And we're here to do it here. Well, exactly. Thank you for this enlightenment, um, this empowering conversation, because we can feel the shift from both of you. Thank you all three of you, let's say. And I wanted to ask Master <laughs> Sean, before we let you go back to your higher realms, you were, as Somra was sharing about you and where you come from and who you are, she mentioned you swimming with the dolphins and she asked, why aren't you working? And you said you are. That really is quite uh, beautiful for all of us to really take in and behold. Can you share more about the dolphins, swimming with the dolphins, the work that you were doing? Um, can the dolphins work with us here in this realm? I can hear so many questions from the dolphin lovers out there. Mm -hmm. Oh. Beloved, that's, that's a track that's near and dear to my heart. We could indeed talk for hours on the subject. But, you know, uh, part of it has to do with, you know, what is work, right? Here, work can be a four-letter word, as they say. And, but really, if you get to the essence of it, it is action, productive action, Right. And so productive action can be literally anything that you're choosing to gain from. And certainly swimming with the dolphins, which for, for us, certainly back then was a normal thing. And they would be, you know, I would consider them friends, just like I would consider anybody in the human form, 
friends and we would communicate. And, uh, you know, back in those days, quite often, uh, children were born in the ocean. You know, you have like water births here where people get into tubs and stuff. Well, back then, and especially since there was no radiation in the ocean, you know, people were born in the ocean. And, you know, there would be quite often the dolphins and whales would be singing their songs and singing us into this version of reality. Um, the dolphins. Can you imagine how wonderful have, that would be? <laughs> It, it was thrilling. <laughs> yeah, I know Loren just loved you know, that. You you literally the parents knew and they took they went out into the ocean when it was time in the shallow ocean and the baby was born right into that clear, beautiful water with the dolphins singing around you. It was normal. That was normal. I remember that actually. I remember that. And others do too. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So it's it's like, you know. Uh, Dolphins and whales in particular, but certainly others as well, but especially dolphins and whales have uh, have a, a what I would say is a fond relationship with this world and with the people in it. You know, um, as souls, dolphins and whales are actually quite advanced. And in their way, they also work with humanity. Uh, the same is actually true of like uh, horses. Horses are grossly underestimated, but are extraordinary beings and extraordinarily empathic beings and can learn a lot from hanging out with them. But yes, uh, the dolphins, that was just a normal thing. And we, we loved that part of, I, I certainly loved my time interacting with the dolphins. And of course, I didn't always have to be in the ocean to do that. You know, telepathically, we could interact quite easily. but. Uh, you know, to be able to be in that environment, to be welcomed into their world, essentially, uh, was quite a special experience. Beautiful. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Master Chan. This is invigorating and exhilarating, actually. There really is no problem in the present. There's just a perspective shift that's needed as we master being masters. Indeed. Indeed. In this world. <laughs> of this world. Any final thoughts, Master Chan? Well, we're just very, very delighted to share with you all today. And, you know, in anticipating this event and reaching out and basically saying hello to the many people who will experienced this it's, it was nice to connect and nice to see the sincere hearts and the motivated beings and it's like uh, there's great beauty in those who are aspiring to awaken and you know if anything we would encourage you to just acknowledge acknowledge that beauty that's there and allow it to blossom you know it's the the soil is already quite fertile okay and yes, that's an infamous a euphemism for having gone through the manure and now you're into the fertilizer. <laughs> uh, the, the soil is quite fertile, you know, to allow that blossoming to occur. And, you know, if anything, as you go from this moment forward, whether we interact again or not, I do hope you will remember that this fertile soil that you are as a being 
is now ready to blossom into full fruition. Okay? It's not a make it happen. It's a let it happen. Can you relax and allow and let it happen? That's my challenge to you. To relax and allow and let it happen. Understand that the universe wants to work with you and through you as much as you want to work with and connect to it. Okay? And that's a winning combination. No doubt about it. And such a glorious opportunity to share with you all today. Thank you so much. And we bid you have a glorious rest of your eternity. And we look forward to seeing you in your dream time and next time, whenever that should happen to be. Eh? Namaste. Thank you. Oh, oh, you're very welcome. Thank you. Fascinating. Okay. Wow. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, absolutely fascinating. Um, lots happened there. Energetically, we were rewired, I think. D yeah, it felt yeah, pretty intense to me. Somra? Yeah, this is this is a powerful shift. You know, it's it's like a it's a like a 180, you know, making a 180, as they say, from everything that we were conditioned. And you know, in my past uh podcast interviews with you, you know, I've said more than once that the that the ET masters talk about this world is upside down and backwards and from the rest of how the universe works. And that's profound, really, when you really get that. Everything you've been conditioned to believe is backwards for how it actually is. And yes. there needs to be a humility in that. One of the things I didn't get to mention was that, the, you know, the, he talked about humility. You know, the ego is invested in just trying to protect itself. And what's happened is psychologically, it's invested in being right in order to feel safe to protect itself. It's a survival mechanism gone awry. And that's one of the biggest barriers for people on the spiritual awakening path is that it closes down your mind. You think you know, or you think you understand and you don't. And if you can just be willing to admit that, if you did, you would be in total peace 24 seven, total joy 24 seven, everything will be flowing, everything will be working. If it's not that way for you, then you're missing something. You're not understanding something. You're misunderstanding something. You don't know something. And it's not about knowing knowledge. It's about inner knowing ultimately. And just being willing to realize that it's profound and it's intricate. Your entire psyche was wired the opposite of natural design. Okay, through the conditioning and through the convolutions of this world. We're making a tremendous transition right now, and we do need to have patience and compassion for ourselves as well. But it is accelerated. We can't stop it. We can hold back. We can resist. But that only just causes us more pain and discomfort. 
the more we flow with it and just admit we don't know, no matter how long you've been on the spiritual path. There's always more to understand and whole new dimensional levels to understand. And sometimes that requires us to let go of certain spiritual beliefs we've held as strongly to and thinking how it is, you know, and understanding that it's, it's entirely different. People are very worshipful, for instance, of, of angels and things like that, when in fact we're all friends. The real you is, is at a similar level, but not your ego self. Mm -hmm. The real you is greater than all of this. And making that shift and realizing mm -hmm. we're all in this together, you shift that perspective and you, you, real, you can own more of your true advanced being, your true expanded being rather than constantly being that little one looking up while simultaneously the ego has identities that's like, I know I've got it all figured out. I've been on the spiritual journey for 30 years and I know this, this is, this is a time to make a big, big shift and we have to shed even those things as well. And the, the more you go with it, the easier and more fun it's going to be. All right. We'll take your word on that. Happy shifting, everyone. <laughs> Have happy, fun time. And uh, this would be a great moment to talk about ways that people can work with you for support. You're a beautiful teacher. Um, the teachings and packages that you offer assist in this process. And we've got one called the Conscious Awakening Package, which is designed especially for the topic of this hour. So share with us more about what is offered in this and how people can work with it. Well, we're very excited about it. We put it together uh, is, is several parts. Okay, so the Conscious Awakening package has five different audios of Master Chan's teachings in different classes that he did. And there are segments of those classes. And uh, that, that all kind of evolve around that theme, of course, of conscious awakening. And then we've also included, oh, he wrote through Jerron. They, they had a dialogue as Jerron channeled it, typed it out recently, a companion to go with those audios um, called, um, I have it right in front of me, Developing Spiritual Intelligence, which is a cool name. Okay, so it's, it's using these techniques and tools. And so there's a written ebook, a, you know, a, a short ebook that goes with it that can help you step by step. It's packed with information. And of course, on the special offers webpage, uh, you know, on your network, it goes into details of what all is in that book, as well as the audios. And then there's another audio that uh, I've added that I... Um, I've been guided to, I've been wanting to put this together for a long time. I have a series of audios, and this is one of them called Divine, uh, Divine Reality Reminders. And it's something, it's an audio you can play as you go about your day. As you're doing laundry, doing dishes, driving down the road, it's an MP3, and you can put it on your devices. And it's very short, but you can put it on a loop if you want. And it's like affirmations, but not exactly. You know, you're not trying to convince yourself of something. Uh, you it's reminding you of the divine reality like we were talking about today that you already are this that all of this is an illusion and it because a lot of people there's this disconnect they have these profound experiences in meditation but then they step into their day and now they're back to their ego self 
and they're making choices and actions and reactions from that place. And, and then they feel conflicted about that. Well, this is a tool you can use an audio to keep you in that space while you're going about your daily tasks, things that you don't have to be, you know, writing or things like that. It's things that's where you're just doing, uh, cleaning or like I said, driving or walking, you can play and it helps you begin to perceive from that place as you're in your interfacing with the world. So all of this together is along the same theme, this wonderful package. And if anybody feels drawn to it, we, we invite you into to really use it for your benefit. Awesome. Thank you so much. The work that both of you do is literally changing our world, inspiring our world, and that's what is needed most. So that special offer is available right here on this webpage. There's a button to access that, or it's in the description box wherever you're watching or listening to this program. Well, we are elated. We are elated when we began, maybe we came with some heaviness or some challenges, but we have shifted. We have definitely shifted. And so holding this, being the masters, working on our mastery on this planet is comforting now as we speak those words. And so for that, we are grateful and we are honored to have you both here sharing this information and this wisdom. So as we wrap up this episode, I wanna give both of you a quick moment. And before I do, I wanna just say that when we did our last interview with you, my dream space that night literally rocked my world. And so, this is how the energies will continue to unravel for us, how the ET Ascended Masters that were brought through will continue to work with us. So just be aware that this does not end here. And so with that, I'll give you both a moment for final thoughts. Jaron? Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, you know, I've actually, when we were working on that package, I was like, oh my God, this is such good stuff. This is such good stuff. And, uh, you know, to me, it's like we're we're on that precipice. We're on that threshold where we can make this massive leap. And um, one of the things that I've realized over my journey of 30 plus years, slogging through some pretty tough stuff sometimes. It's like, you know, baby steps don't seem like much, but sometimes those baby steps are cosmic leaps. And so it's just about taking that next step, taking that next step, whatever it is, you know. Uh, uh, I'm grateful to realize that it don't have to be perfect to make progress. And the point is not about perfection. It's just about progress. And, you know, can I be at peace with myself? Well, yeah. And and that's that's really a far more powerful um, objective, I think, in a lot of ways than certainly what I was raised to believe I was supposed to do. And, you know, we all have that opportunity. You know, it really is just a shift, a slight shift in perspective can make a quantum leap to difference in our reality. If you just, just be willing to go there, you know, it's all okay. 
you know, sometimes it isn't fun. It's just not fun. You know, I have not fun days too. And, but it's okay. I'm okay. I used to say years ago, you know, I'm okay regardless of my opinion. And, uh, you know, it's, that's like really how it is, but it's like the more we practice, the more we progress. And I can go easy on myself. You can go easy on yourself. You can be, you know, be gentle, be gentle with yourself. This is tough stuff. You know, evolving through this world, it's not a cakewalk. You know, it's just not. And and that's that's okay. You know, I believe that everybody has the resources within themselves to walk through whatever it is they're presented. Uh, you wouldn't be here. You know, you have to be pretty awesome to even be on this planet right now. So, you know, whatever we can do to tap into that awesomeness, you know, I'm all for it. So. And I'm grateful for this opportunity to share what I can to help that process along for anybody and everybody who, who wants it. So. Thank you. Beautiful. Um, I think I probably said a lot today already that's, that's so much in my heart, but one thing that comes to mind right now is just inviting folks to, to contemplate things deeper um, I, I have some teachings about what I call the art of contemplation that's been lost largely in this world, particularly in the Western world. And, uh, and in this hurry scurry world and, and with so many distractions and so many instant gratifications and of, of superficial things, you know, Facebook and these things, they're all, a lot of these things are superficial in terms of sharing and, so people have gotten accustomed to just bites of information and it's not about information it's about being and being requires stillness requires going deeper and if you really want to gain from what we have to share and there are many other wonderful spiritual teachings in the world contemplate contemplate with your journal write think, feel, give yourself time for this. You know, when you hear samples like on our website of, of, of uh, teachings, it's not about the information. It's about pause and contemplate that. Take it deeper because that's what's meant to happen and it rolls through your consciousness and begins to unravel things. But if you're looking for information, you're going to miss it. You're going to miss it. And nature teaches us. Everything is teaching us everywhere. If we would relax more, relax our minds and be in more in that contemplative state or contemplative state and just feel. Feeling is where it's at, not thinking. And that's one of those things that's backwards. Again, that we're taught, we're taught to divert from our heart. Feel, be present. And the the teachings are about bringing forth what your inner wisdom already knows your soul bringing forth we're here to catalyze that inner knowing in you you know we're not some great teachers here imparting information the masters etm masters would say the same thing it's not they're not here imparting information they have a tremendous amount of wisdom but to help draw forth that inner knowing that you already carry as a soul and into your consciousness and into your life now. You have everything you need already. You just need to access it. 
And that requires relaxation. That requires expanding beyond your known or who you think you are all these years. And you can do this. And you have support. You're not alone. Not just folks like us, facilitators, but also many, many guides and angels. Everyone has a higher team working with them. Yeah. Take time to tap into that. To be open to that. And you more and more will be experiencing it. Beautiful. You've given us a world of contemplation for consideration, things to contemplate, or as our friend Randy says, quantum plate. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> quantum plate. Awesome. Well, thank you both for this extraordinary episode today. Again, we are shifted and it will continue. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for listening to this quantum conversation. And thank you for dancing with us to the cosmic heart. As we raise our own vibration, we raise the vibration of the planet. This show is dedicated to you and all awakening hearts as we are here to shine our bright light and amplify our love. Access all Quantum Conversations, special offers from our guests, and online healing retreats by visiting AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and from my sacred heart to yours, I honor your magnificent love and light. We leave you now with music from the universe. Music literally created by the universe as musical notes were assigned to mathematical equations. The result is this beautiful music available at AcousticHealth.com. Namaste.